This is an ABC podcast. Can we just take a moment to think about all the people who work the public holidays like Christmas and New Year? I've had to do it before and let me tell you, it sucks. And being the child of a parent who's always away on those days sucks even more. Hi, I'm Lewis Hobber. This is Tall Tales and True. And the story you're about to hear is from ABC presenter Sarah McDonald, whose father spent most Christmases bringing new life into the world. You're probably thinking, great, wonderful, beautiful, in fact. Yeah, not so much for Sarah McDonald. I actually love this time of year. I love the kitschness, the crassness, the consumerism, the craziness. I love the freedom and I suppose getting together with family and friends that Christmas means. But it wasn't always this way. So very ordinary, normal, middle-class childhood. And of course, I loved Christmas. The only problem was my father was an obstetrician. Now what this meant was that every single Christmas day, inevitably just as we were about to open our first present, or about to carve the turkey, or about to light the Christmas pudding, the phone would ring. And my father would answer it, and he'd put it down, he'd turn to us and say, sorry kids, got to go and deliver a baby Jesus. (laughs) We weren't very religious. Anyway, every year we'd go, right, there goes dad, lost again for Christmas day. Now, one year we woke up and dad wasn't even there, been at the hospital all night. So we decided we can't beat him, we'll join him. So we went to the hospital. And we walked in, I was looking for my father, but I saw something so much better. I was about five at the time. I saw Santa. And the matron picked me up and put me on Santa's shoulders. I was in absolute heaven. I was a big believer in Santa and Christmas. And I was walking around the hospital on Santa's shoulders and we were singing carols and we were giving out presents to children. When all of a sudden, A woman, and I'll never forget this, pink terry toweling dressing gown, (laughs) was the 70s, came running out of her room and went, Help! The one next to me's in labour! She wants to push! My immediate thought was to look for my father, but even before I'd finished that thought, Santa threw me off his shoulders (laughs) into the arms of the matron, ran into the room saying, How far apart are the contractions? (laughs) I was devastated. Not only did I lose my father to go and deliver baby Jesuses every year, but Santa was also an obstetrician. (laughs) That was it for me and Christmas. I sulked for the next 30 years. And then I had my own children. Anyway, so my kids love Christmas because we move into this suburb and here's where the true conversion begins. It started with my children, but the true conversion was because we moved into a suburb with a crazy Christmas lights lady, right? Every suburb has one. Mine is the best. (laughs) So every year my neighbour converts her garage, her garden and her house into a Christmas wonderland. The garage becomes Santa's workshop with frosted ice on the windows, it's painted green and red. Inside is a life-size statue of Santa reclining before a fire with his feet up, elves all around his feet and a blackboard with all the kids' names in the street under the nice column and all the dad's names under the naughty column. (laughs) 
on the shelves are every toy ever made. You know, from Care Bears to kind of world wrestling heroes, from brats to Barbies and every revolting girly doll in between. And there's stockings around the fire. Outside, every part of the house is covered in lights. There's a giant Christmas firecracker. There's a clock that counts down the minutes to Christmas. There's a giant... I'm absolutely serious. I should have bought a photo. There's a giant sleigh with a giant Rudolph and elves sitting in the sleigh. There's even a massive blow-up Santa that's as tall as a small building. She also had a blow-up Santa that lay on its back on her roof of her garage. And over the top, crushing Santa, was a giant Rudolph blow-up. But as Rudolph used to rock in the wind on windy nights, his eyes would go like this, and it looked like Santa was doing an unspeakable act to his favourite Steve. So she had to take that down. Now, the whole thing is presided over by this loose-lipped kind of Santa statue that when you press a button in his back, he sings, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. One year he got pressed so much his head fell off halfway through the song and traumatised a child far more than me at Crown Street Hospital all those years ago by being thrown off Santa's shoulders. So he's also been retired and now he sort of hangs around a pole, telegraph pole with a wine glass in his hand, looking very massive. Anyway... So I'm kind of thinking, this is all really crass and I'm a bit superior and, like, this is really kitsch and I don't really go in for this thing, but, you know, it's cute and the kids like it. But one year, she pulls me into her room and she says to me, this is last year, she goes, mate, mate, I need your help. I said, yeah? She goes, you know Chuck Feeney? I said, oh, yeah, the Irish, you know, American billionaire. She said, yeah. I said, the one that's given all that money to post-apartheid reconciliation in South Africa and, you know, neonatal beds in Brisbane. And she said, yeah, yeah, him. I said, yeah, what do you want? She goes, I want you to write him a letter. I'm like, great, okay. She goes, yeah, I need your writing skills. I thought, someone appreciates me. (laughs) Okay, yeah, what do you want? She goes, I want a life-size fiberglass statue of the nativity scene from the Philippines. And I want Chuck Feeney to buy it for us. So I sit there (laughs) going, okay. I've never tried creative writing, but let me give it a go. (laughs) And I'm typing away to Chuck Feeney at a time where people are living in quiet desperation in the suburbs. <laughs> Lives of isolation, where people don't get together and know each other. The Christmas lights of our street have brought people together. There is now love. There is super winter when people are sick. There is connection in our community. We have now transformed because of the Christmas lights and all we need is a nativity scene to bring that together and bring the suburb together and bring back faith and love in suburban Sydney. Please, Chuck Feeney. And as I'm writing it, I start sort of doing that laughing, crying thing. And I'm laughing, crying, thinking, is this what my career's become? And I'm laughing, crying, thinking, imagine Chuck Feeney reading this. Look at at this one, guys. You know, here's a ripper. And I'm also laughing because I realised it was actually true because she has brought our street together. Everybody in our street knows each other and everybody looks after each other. And I realised she had brought back for me a real sense of Christmas and what Christmas was about and about how it was about community and love and togetherness and joy. Suffice to say, Chuck Feeney never showed up. (laughs) She had to buy her own lifetime's nativity fiberglass scene from the Philippines. But every time I walk out my front door at this time of year, there's the baby Jesus in its manger, big baby Jesus, reminding me of all those baby Jesuses my dad helped bring into the world. (laughs) 
and reminding me the whole palaver that Christmas is about all this sort of things. It is about us all coming together. So no matter what you believe in, Santa, baby Jesus, Muhammad, Krishna, Buddha, I don't care. I wish you peace and love and joy for this Christmas and for this holiday. Thank you, Sarah McDonald, for that story. It is important to remember that no matter how bad things get in our lives, we'll never be as bad as a baby born on Christmas who only gets presents one day a year. We've got one more episode for you in this series, and I'm not going to talk too much because I know you're just about to skip to it anyway, but let me tell you, it is from a little guy called me. My mum just had her first hip replacement, (laughs) but in a few weeks, she'll be wincing her way down two flights of stairs at four in the morning like a one-hip ninja (laughs) because she respects tradition. And make sure you check out all the other podcasts on the ABC Listen app. This is probably the best, but there are some other good ones too. There are heaps to mention, but a couple of greats. Unravel, if you're a true crime lover. Little Tiny for history buffs. And don't forget the Mindfully podcast. If you are finding this time of year particularly stressful, could be just what you need. I'm Lewis Hubbard. Thanks for listening. <laughs>